0: welcome to the annie are you okay podcast the show where two moms with bpd talk about life on the borderline i'm annie and i'm oakley all right we're gonna need you to buckle up and get ready because the shit's about to get heavy If
1: you're ever feeling alone or you ever feel like you need some help or if worst case scenario you really are thinking about unaliving yourself, you can always call 988, that's going to be the national suicide hotline. You can also reach out at 988lifeline.org and talk to someone over the web. Um, You can also text 988.
0: Please understand that this show is not therapy and that we are not licensed psychologists, therapists or life coaches. We are simply two moms who are walking down their own healing path. We believe in the power of connection to help unite and empower others who struggle with understanding mental health. Again, we are not professionals. We are just mental health advocates trying to spread awareness through our own experiences to help others feel less alone and to normalize the stigma around mental illness over here welcome back everybody right as i hit record uh, um i kind of want a sip of that can i have a sip uh-huh. of that you haven't had covid in like 90 days right
1: no i haven't had covid in like over a year and a half actually i think i got covid before <laughs> I'm like, like 90 right days. when it came that out. doesn't
0: even make sense <laughs> Annie, make it make sense i don't know i just have fear y'all it's okay um welcome back everybody hey, oh, hey, hey what's the topic today maslow's hierarchy
1: and how it was stolen from our native people
0: people really oh okay so there's a lot that i don't know about this i'm interested to hear but first let's do some check-ins check in check-ins i've been watching snl (laughs) awesome like the the past down by the river oh my gosh (laughs) oh god it's so
1: good you know what i loved mad tv it's gone and for good reason because it was Mm -hmm. not great
0: but Stuart! Oh, my yeah. Always got me. <laughs> so good. I really liked um, pretty much all of Will Ferrell's SNL history. And uh, I'm a new fan of... Uh, who the fuck was it? Oh, my God. I'm such an idiot. Another SNL person. Anyways, uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, so, check in. I guess I'll go first because i it's on the top of my You're head. You're talking. And I'm and I'm already talking. The motor's, <laughs> the motor's running. Um So, things have been pretty okay lately. I stopped using birth control. I don't know if we talked about it last time. Did we talk about it last time? You let me know when you
1: got it out. And then I was like, you best do not have another baby. Okay, so, (laughs) So here's the deal.
0: I spoke to my therapist probably about a dozen times about maybe taking it out. And then, like, eventually, I was just like oh, my God, I'm not going to talk to her about it again, Annie. You're just going to take it out. And next time you're in therapy, I'm like, I did it. Nice. <laughs> so it was literally the day I had therapy. I was like, all right, cool. I also have a uh, you know, a gynecology appointment. Got to go in there. In one. Um, I actually get scanned for cancer because I fucking had, had, yeah. had, had, my test came back clean for cancer nothing and also i don't even have detectable hpv anymore oh my goodness that boy done ripped it out of you oh my god yes he literally did babies literally can (laughs) remove scars and other types and the tissue
1: that holds the the dormant they can um... literally
0: cure cancer like babies are fucking awesome um but anyway got that done I got that shit room removed and I remember the doctor because, like she's one of my favorites there and I love shout outs to women's health again because I fucking love these people um, like Women's Health Association? Yes.
1: Yeah, they're they're bomb. They're
0: fucking great. And so I go in there and I'm like, I just want this fucker out. And she's like, All right, cool. You don't even well, I'm, not, I'm yeah. even gonna give you the spiel, Andy. You've had three IUDs in the last year. Let's take it out. Let's we're well, done. Okay. Um and she like her and I like fucking elbow fist bump after it gets taken out. She's like, You wanna see it? Nice. <laughs> yes. And I flipped it off and she flipped it off and she gave me a little fist bump with her elbow. And I was like, that was the funniest thing I've ever experienced. That's great. Also, I feel a lot better and I've been far, far less depressed. Good. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm never going back on fucking hormones. Also, I got to go found out that like me Mm. having all this breast milk right now is totally not normal. And I need to go get a thyroid scanning of my thyroid whatever. Mm -hmm. So that's probably why I'm so sweaty all the time too. Hormones are fucked up, which is fine because I don't have cancer or HPV. There we go. (laughs) Okay, fine. What's happening to me? Normal shit. All right, cool. Um, anyway, that, that's how that is. I spoke to my mom today though, and it was because today I accidentally wore someone's, um, unit at work Ah. on my arm and, uh, I, the whole time I was wearing it, I felt like this just like pain in my collarbone, like just pain, pain on just one collarbone. But like, it felt like it was just like,
1: and we mean, when you mean unit, cold. you mean one of those like little things, like yeah, it's the like wrist a little thing. Scanner yeah. Thing. And you like, it's like a computer on your arm. It's a little computer on your arm. That's how I do my you job. In, you work in a warehouse-ish. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, so yeah, I put that on and I feel this pain in my collarbone and it's like, it feels cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do I feel so cold on this side of my arm? And so later on, this person walks up to me and is like, you got my unit. I was like, oh, my God. That's so crazy. And then, like, I asked them, you know, like, what's going on? And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, my arm's totally numb. And they're like, I had surgery on this arm. Oh, weird. Or this shoulder. Fucking messed the story up because I can't remember. I was too excited to tell it. But, yeah. And I was just like, how did I know how to ask that? That's where I'm at. It's like, how did I know to be like, what happened to you? What, what the fuck happened to me? I don't know. dude. But I... And then I tell my mom. And my mom fucking comes up with all these fucking, we gotta have my mom on the show. Yeah, um, I'm down. She comes up with all these stories about how I used to tell her her thoughts when I was a fucking kid. So now we're gonna do this. And Ember... The, the psychic I'm mm-hmm. talking to you about is the kid that my mom raised. She actually gave birth to her. Like, she helped birth her in her mom's house. Yeah, anyways. Aww. I know. So, like, they have, like, a bond. And I was like, okay, so we're definitely going to do a reading with with ember and my mom's like she's a psychic fuck yeah i'm so proud of her and i was like yeah of course you are you loved her more than me (laughs) um (laughs) kind of for another time (laughs) she always just saw so much more potential in other people's kids and it's maybe because she knew us so well
1: (laughs) but hey or because she had that tie to you from herself and she didn't see it in herself so she could not see it in you
0: that yeah you know generational trauma
1: be a bitch
0: fuck so anyways we're going to do that. And I'm super excited, but it was really weird. And honestly, I got like full body. My body just like got so cold when she told me that I used to tell her her thoughts at like age three, age three. And I'm like, mom, are you lying? Cause sometimes I'm like, nah. like some, some of the shit she says is just so fucking insane. But then like the older I get, the more true And I'm like, what the and now I'm like picking up on, not only with like borderline personality disorder. Do you are you hyper, um, intuitive? Mm-hmm. Like you're super intuitive because you've learned to read people's body language, their facial expressions. Well,
1: and who's not to say that we don't pick up how to read people's auras
0: and, I, or people's I energy? Know, and that's where I'm at. Is like there's two things here. I already know. There's something going on with me. Right. There always has been. Mm-hmm. And all of the shit that I never really wanted to believe was real, I'm starting to be like,
1: okay. Let's, let's, let's... There's a reason why I kept being like, it's not real. Um, it's not real.
0: Um, Whereas
1: everyone else who was like, it's not real, had a little healthy fear of it and kind of thought it might be real, but told themselves it wasn't.
0: It's freaking me out.
1: Whereas dude. you and I were like, no, it's not real. It's not real. Right? You know, my
0: mom's pretty she's pretty she's a pretty good character what can i say but i don't think she's lying to me because like when i started to talk about this stuff she already knew what i was gonna say yeah. like she already was like yeah i know um you're you're just at this part but there's more to come and i'm like what and she's like you're a witch and i'm like wait i don't know if i believe that let me hold on let me hold the fuck on i am not settling on anything right now i'm just trying to expand and see what's out there and i mean you can be a witch and other things but uh, i mean historically speaking there is there is a lot of yeah
1: You have a Ouija board from the 30s that was hand-carved. This bitch,
0: uh, you remember everything.
1: I'm on your mom's side. You're a witch. You're coming into your witchy. So anyways,
0: take all that information and think what you want with it. I'm making no judgments at this time, but I'm freaked out. But I also feel equally like this makes sense. In like some weird way, I feel like relief because a lot of things in my life, that never made sense, that I've just been like, oh, those don't make sense. <laughs> I imagine that's like what
1: religion is for other people.
0: Right. Oh my God. Okay, so my mind is just like, it feels like it's expanding. Yeah. Okay.
1: Hmm. Expanding control. That's some what the sage. universe does.
0: <laughs> I'm going to burn some sage. I was going to say
1: Um. earlier, How are you? speaking of hormones, I finally took the leap and I'm getting my first T shot on the seventh and i've decided i'm going to use my tiktok to dedicate it to my transition story
0: Dang. Yeah, i was going to ask you if you're going to do that yes. and i was hoping you would and i'm so excited i yes. can't wait to just like fucking go live with you yep. oh my god it's going to be so much fun and it's going to be so good for the podcast
1: i know i know and i think it'll be good for me too cuz it'll, it'll be, be like the best
0: thing for you well,
1: Oh, and i remember remember I like love. remember in like 2006 2008 when youtube was like just becoming big like it was still it had been around for a bit but like now people were making vlogs and you were like getting in people me and my siblings were so about that and i remember when it i was made fun of because i had like a a vlogging camera to like purposefully for like vlogging Mm -hmm. um making short videos and i remember being made fun of about it by my parents um and after that i just threw the damn thing away and i'm like you know what no, like I, I do want to be a content creator. I'm just scared <laughs> because There's I have a lot of work. I want to be a content
0: creator too. Let's do it together.
1: Fuck yes, I'm down. Um, I'm down. I'm just also especially
0: because like... like I feel like when you want to be <clears throat> purposeful in this world, um, content creation really plays a huge role. Mm-hmm. Plus, <clears throat> you know, if you're any little bit of creative, you'll like it. It's just like. Sometimes you you got to realize it's also going to be work. Oh, yeah, definitely. Took me a while to get a thousand followers. But, you know, you'll find your niche. And honestly, if you're going to go with that, you're going to get a lot of followers really quick.
1: Oh, yeah. No, and I figure it'll be good because it'll just be a nut. Like, you know, this is the torch that needs to be carried at this time. And at some point I'll put it down and someone else will pick it up, you know. Plus Dylan Mulvaney. I mean, fuck.
0: Yeah. Like, I love her. I love her. I love her. I love her. Ugh! Ah! I've been following her since before she decided to be a girl. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, like, she's only, like, she's not even a year in. She's, like, day 200-something. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to make
1: this say She's the y'all. one who went as Dorothy for Halloween, correct? Yes.
0: Yeah, She's, she's so the one cute. that met with, um president biden yes to speak about trans women which apparently she wasn't allowed to do because she's a trans woman which makes no sense why are you talking about women when wait i thought we were talking about trans women and that's is women's rights trans women are women like that's what's really weird and also um shout out to dylan because i would love her to represent me that person has been through more struggle than i have so they've got a fucking clue to say the least. Well, and also, when you include
1: trans women with women, um, that that's that's the equality that we talk about in feminism between man and woman and trans folk, is that all people are born with the same intrinsic value. Mm-hmm. Just for clarification.
0: Also, I'm not a woman because I bleed and I have tits and milk comes out of them.
1: No, it's your identity. It's something that you
0: have yeah. chosen I lived this life, bitch. Yeah. This is your. And so did this Dylan Mulvaney. She has had 264 days, harder days as a woman than I have my fucking 30 years, 32 years. So I bet you her one year was probably like as traumatic as fucking half my life. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like people don't have the capacity sometimes. And like, I just, you know who especially doesn't need to say anything? White men. White men. Other than, like, congrats. Good Actually, job. I saw one cool. repost and it was a white dude who was like, Dylan, you look fucking hot! And, like, hitting on her. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, she, she does. There <laughs> you gorgeous. go. And I'm like, I mean, like... Everyone's just, got a place, man. Everybody's got a place. I remember the first time I dated a guy and he was like, I'm bi. And I was so fucking uncomfortable. And I was just, like, dealing with like, those... Why th- can't I find a bi person? I, I was literally going, like... I'm a bad person for being uncomfortable. Like I figured it out too cuz I was like I'm uncomfortable but the reasons I'm uncomfortable is because I'm homophobic. Well, and here's At the thing that, that doesn't time.
1: make you bad. It, it doesn't the, inherently you're...
0: make you bad, but no. I felt like it's not I, a, the I internalized most positive quality. That pain and I was like I feel like a, I'm a bad person for not being able to accept him. No. And like, well, the thing is I just didn't know how normal it was not just normal but like also i think it's because like i secretly am bisexual my fucking self like deep down inside and like there's probably that there's all this internalized misogyny well and also your
1: sister who's older than you by quite some was very outwardly gay in the 90s and then you saw what that entailed
0: i know i always thought it made me as a child less Homophobic, but no, it made you more scared. Yeah, I think it made me more scared because it wasn't very acceptable to be. I mean, it didn't necessarily. It made me think that this is deep. (laughs) It made me think that if I wanted to be with a woman, I couldn't have the life that I wanted to have.
1: That's literally exactly how I like the (laughs) idea that came to me when I was like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a man, but I didn't think I could have the life that I wanted to have. Right. I thought it meant that now I had to have Lance all those other things. Lance Bass shit. with his
0: twin fucking babies and his beautiful husband. <laughs> I fucking love Lance Bass. He's fucking great. Um, and like the story, their story just like makes me cry. Mm-hmm. But like, I have to be honest. I'm a woman, I'm a mother. And I sat there and I thought, what do they do when it's first born? Do they nurse? Do they pump? Do they? Like, I sat there and I considered all these personal details and I was like, I don't need to worry about any of it. They look like great dads. They love their kids. They're fucking obsessed.
1: <laughs> there you go. And that's it. That's all you got to know. Some dudes do nurse, man. Some dudes, you know, do the whole thing.
0: They did do like um, IVF. Nice. Which I just thought was like, wow, like they're 40. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just like, it makes me feel weird because like this shit is not fucking that normal. It was just normal yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'm like, this is sad. This is so sad that, like, Lance Bass is literally talking about why he stayed in the closet for so long. Yeah. And I'm like, he lived that whole time being mm-hmm. a quiet guy, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though he's not a quiet person. Just so that he could be a guy. Just so that he wouldn't be found out and that they could still make their money. Yeah. And, and he just didn't know how to be an normal person That's like, why of like. Being, there's this okay. huge
1: push for um, trans history and understanding that trans people have been around for forever. Yes. They've been around forever and we have our own history. My
0: mom was telling me that like, she's like, I've been doing this job for 25 years and I've seen plenty of trans people and boy, (laughs) a couple times it was a surprise because it wouldn't be like on their chart.
1: No, no.
0: It was was all done. uh, She's like, I lifted up that penis and there was a vagina underneath, not an asshole. I was like, oh, ma'am. Oh man! The first what year opasties. was this?
1: Whoa. Well, I can imagine when she's first looking at, it, she's like, "Why does it look so weird?" <laughs> and like, then it's like, it?
0: "Well, everybody's got different penises." <sighs> oh My man! Mom. My mom has always been really open and cool, but she's also kind of like your mom's got the vibe, bro. Yeah, she's also kind of got like that cape over her. You know the boomer cape. Yeah. So she's kind of pull it back sometimes, and like she doesn't realize that like because because a person is transgender that they're gonna want the opposite sex like she, she doesn't have she doesn't have full capacity there but she's she's learning and she's open to learning and she's open to redirection which is great
1: hey that's the biggest thing that you can yeah. ask of people of that era when they literally like
0: but you she know. always wants to band-aid things like always wants that's to a boomer things. thing that's and i'm like mom thing. mom i know you're trying to do what <clears throat> grandma does but just sometimes just things can here. just be like shit I just gotta tell her how it is and not get upset with her too quickly or anything like that because I have like, you know, BPD. Well, it's her
1: own coping. I realized with my mom, it's their own coping mechanism, and sometimes you can't destroy their coping mechanism. You have to learn how to like wiggle around it and be like, okay, that was uncomfortable. Let's like get into the next subject.
0: Yep, we have me and my mom made a vow to not, and I told you this like, we can't talk about my sister to a certain point because. I'll make her upset and I'll tell her things or say things that makes her feel bad about her own kid. And I think that, you know, it's valid for her to not want to fucking hear that shit, (laughs) you know, good or bad or indifferent. Look, she doesn't have to know every fucking detail and neither do I. Um, But it is hard for me because like today... My mom wants to talk about it, but then, like, when she does tell me, I'm like, is it going to be an upsetting detail? And she's like, yes, but let me tell you anyway. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, what is it? And she's like, and I'll just say it. One of the kids, specifically the more emotional one. Oh, fuck, they're both emotional. Specific, specifically the one. Okay. The older younger one? Yeah, the younger one. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, the kids make fun of him at school and call him a crybaby. Oh. And I, I lost it when she told me that and I was like you have no idea how upsetting that is to me because no somebody and I like I lost it and I was like crying and then I was like you need to tell that boy that it's okay to cry somebody needs to tell that kid that it is okay to cry then one song that Dylan wants to sing to his son over and over again is hey big guy because it says it's okay if you cry mm-hmm. and he wants to encourage that emotional side of his son because he didn't get that and he acknowledges that oh yeah like, that's the one thing he acknowledges about his, you know, developmental... He's a Gemini. That was the side that got literally split
1: from him and then was told, you can never try and access that.
0: It just sucks. I feel bad. And, I, and I'm and i like, Mom, you can't tell me stuff like that because I am an empath. I'm going to absorb that. Dude. And... Be in pain and i and i love her and i know she's trying to get through To and we're just learning and i was like you know these conversations they don't have to be perfect we don't have to not step on each other's just toes but we just have to learn to dance there you go and like yeah. conversationally you know what i mean sometimes i get louder because i feel like she always says so fucking much that i gotta get it out really fast so i get louder when i want to talk faster <laughs> no I, that sounds pretty accurate yeah and it took forever for me to even just be able to tell that I was doing that yeah. and not just be like, no, it's you. No, it's you. It's like, no, actually, it's just the way I feel based off of the way your behavior is mm-hmm. based off of my trauma. Right. <laughs> so it's been a whirlwind, but I think we're getting somewhere, you know, like, and I, I don't know, like, I wasn't just telling my therapist the other day, like, I feel a lot more close to my mom. Than I never thought I could be nice and it is nice because I don't have anybody in my life that's got a got I don't have a family member in my life except for her and it's a deep one Fine. Nice. <laughs> so it's like okay well the others can fuck off because at least we got each other um and we've been you know planning our trip to Hawaii we're gonna go to Hawaii nice I know I was like mom you deserve to go to Hawaii she's like I fucking know it I've only been as far as Texas <laughs> Well, that'll be really good for the both of you. I'm terrified to be away from my child. Oh, Because now we have this great bond. And I'm like, I never expected this. I just thought we were going to have a usual bond. But now we have, like, ooh, like one that I really, really like. And we're communicating well. And he's giving me more love and affection, Aww. which is what I really wanted. And mm-hmm. all he needed was just more time with me. More more focus on him. Yeah, And that's sometimes hard to do when you're working as much as I do. So mm-hmm. it's like... I realize that, like, sometimes I'm just too much in autopilot around him, and I need to snap out of it and be like, all right, focus.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, I'm tired.
1: <laughs> hey, I mean, that's valid, too, man.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't make effort. I don't make the biggest effort every day, and I think that's okay, because, like, you have to rest. Yeah. And you'll get better at it over time. Yeah. But, all right, well, let's get into Haslow's Haslow's. Well,
1: the information that I found today was from simplepsychology.org and resilience.org. So always the .orgs because they've got they've got the stuff.
0: That sounds more educational.
1: Well, and they <laughs> they're vested to get into be .org like it's a uh, it's an organization that's like statewide or something like that. Oh, okay. So they're like they're 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 more are um,
0: more, more trustworthy,
1: more legit. Legit. <laughs> um. So. Let's go over what Maslow's hierarchy is in the first place. Um, Maslow's hierarchy is a motivational theory, a five-tier model of human needs. This was founded in 1943 after um, Maslow spent quite a long time uh, with... Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to look up the name because I forgot. It's commonly known as the Blackfoot tribe. Um, Oh, really? uh, Yes, but they're name for their people, their culture and everything. I actually have saved on my phone and I'll pull that up in just a second here. Um, But he spent quite a bit of time with them trying to understand how their culture um, was different than his um, and how these people basically uh, um, how they lived. Let me just uh, read to you guys what I wrote down here. It's um, this is from resilience.org. Maslow's hierarchy was and may have been inspired by the okay uh uh sick sick sika huh? I just want to say it right, but I, I feel like I'm all, I'm gonna say it wrong no matter what. Sikasa. Sikasa? S-I-K-S-I-K-A. Hmm. Siksa. Siksa. The Siksa tribe. Um Known by Western white people as Blackfoot tribe, by their way of life, um, Maslow spent six weeks living at uh, Sitska, which is the, like the name for their people, their language, and their reserve. Um, originally, he wanted to prove that social hierarchies are maintained by dominance of some people over others, but what he found was that the uh, Sitka people's wealth was measured in their, me- of someone's measurement of generosity. And they would commonly have these um, uh, meetings where everyone would take the things that they had created or made, bought, stuff like that through the year, and they'd put it in a giant pile. And then they would talk about how they got these items and then they would give them out to people who needed them the most. And mm-hmm. so the people who were left with the least were considered the most generous because they had the most things to give. And they actually didn't have a word for being poor or being um, in poverty. They had no word for that. The closest word that these Sitska people had was, um, I can't remember the word and I didn't write it down, but the word meant um, being without family. Hmm or being without people uh and that these people were living in a system where everyone even children there was no childism children were people they were full people as soon as they were born and that they were considered members and that they were to be helped and just as like we help the elder they help the elderly and stuff like that it was very very different um so for like the First Nations, the, how they kind of made this hierarchy was at the bottom is self-actualization. Now, Maslow's hierarchy has self-actualization at the very, very top. Um, and what these layers are, starting from bottom up to top, are the needs that a person has to have met in order to go to the next need. So in Maslow's hierarchy, the bottom one is physiological needs. That's going to be like water, shelter, clothing, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The next one's going to be safety, whether that's real or imagined. So having a safe place to live, having, uh, knowing that you're, you have safe, uh, like a safe job that's going to stay around for a while, um, that you're going to have your income met, that your health's going to be okay, um, you know, safety for your family, stuff like that. Then there's love and belonging that goes above that. So that's finding the people in your life that give you those uh, experiences that make us human, right? Those people that spark the emotions that we feel that make, you know, the emotions that make us human and not just animals. Above that is esteem. And that's going to be like how you feel about yourself. And everything that is on top correlates directly to what's below. As above, so below um above esteem is then self-actualization that's finding your purpose and what you are to what you're supposed to be doing in the world now remember um the first nations or the Sitska people had self-actualization at the bottom Hmm. so they believe that's the first thing to be teaching is that you are here to exist that is your purpose and that's taught from birth Then they go into community actualization, which is you rely on these people. You will live and die with these people. And when you die and are reborn, the same spirits you're around will be the people that you are with now. So they realize I'm going to be living with these and all the spirits throughout the world. You are these like it's the same like energy cannot be created or destroyed. But they saw it as like the spirits that are here now will be the spirits you are with in your next life and your next life and your next life
0: Weird. and then up to
1: that was cultural perpetuity now i don't even know what perpetuity means i thought it'd be kind of cool for us to look it up
0: what does perpetuity mean oh it's not on <laughs> let's do this again what does perpetuity mean
1: a bond
0: a bond or other security with no fixed maturity date
1: there you go so once you realize the community like you realize that you are living with these people the perpetuity is like i'm living to create the life with these people like i'm literally just living to live with the people i'm living with and that was kind of like how they built this pyramid um the actual first uh yeah. The actual first nations more have a, uh, a Venn diagram sort of like circle, um, way of, of making it look. But, um, the Western idea or Maslow's five tier hierarchy also can be brought into the, like, uh, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, um, transcendent little tiers up to the top. And that's physiological safety, love and belonging, esteem, um, uh, need and understanding and then it goes into aesthetic self-actualization and transcendence this is more of a spiritual kind of um measure is the, the eight so maslow's is the five the new western kind of ideal is now an eight step
0: whoa i need to look i need <clears throat> i need a, a van diagram <laughs> a diagram of that saved because i didn't read any of that but that's really 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 interesting
1: yeah and um what else did i put down here it also says that yeah the lower tiers have to be met to order to ascend to the higher tiers um and that they clustered certain needs into deficiency needs d needs and growth needs which are b needs i don't know why um but d needs they say the the people that have built this little thing Uh, d needs become stronger and need to be fulfilled the longer that they're unmet Hmm. so our physiological needs our safety love and belonging and our esteem those are all the first four and those directly affect the last four which is need and understanding aesthetic self-actualization transcendence so when you look at it when you look at people who have you know a hard time in life you know being positive or finding a reason to exist usually they don't have their needs met like when they were a child they were in poverty so they didn't know when the next meal was going to come or their esteem is shot because they had parents that always told them that they were never going to be enough Hmm. and that directly correlates to maybe aesthetically they don't know who they are they don't know what they want because every time they tried to figure it out they were told you don't know just stop
0: oh my god this is like literally giving me a fucking
1: that's why I'm like, it's really important. And people, you guys should look at this yourself and try and figure out where you're at. I think I am.
0: You just opened a door. I'm, I
1: am think I'm in the need. I'm in between need and understanding and esteem. And I'm dibble dabbling in aesthetic. I'm in these three right here.
0: I feel like I'm the same. Yeah. Um, it's just so interesting you say that because like the, the examples you use, like literally we were like, I was like, did you just use my childhood? <laughs> <laughs> um, because like I was constantly told like, oh, you can't be creative. Creators never make fucking money.
1: L- literally. Yeah. Me- were well, We we, both? Were, we were just talking about okay, like wanting so, to be content creators and then literally being made fun of.
0: I feel like there, there is just a funny way that the universe lines people up And I don't think it's a coincidence. No, no,
1: like energies pull in like
0: energies. Very, we have very, we're so different as people, but we have very similar lives.
1: Oh, so are stars though. Think about that stars that have very similar like I forget what it is. It's some sort of magnetic or gravitational pull. When they start to come together and collide, and then we go like supernova, they are different. They act different. They react different. They are different fucking stars. But they are connected. Okay. And they will collide and then they create, you know, supernova and then they go. This is
0: some like weird shit that like I remember as a kid, like me and my sister, I don't know if it's because like she raised me, but like we were able to like, I was able to, we were able to communicate without talking. Oh yeah. Like you me know, and Elle. You yeah. and Ellie. Oh yeah. L. <laughs> and, um, it just like. I don't know. Like I used to just be like, Oh yeah, we were totally used to do that. And like, we have not been able to do that since we were been adults because, um, our relationship has always been really toxic. And wow. I don't think that like we've harnessed that skill because we just don't really, <laughs> like, Dude, get I think me and but...
1: Elle were the only ones that like really loved each other because as much as we've had toxic things in our relationship, I look back and I'm like, we have always tried so hard to make it work. And we have tried new things. We've been communicative in ways that we were never able to be communicative with other people. And I'm just like, I don't know. Elle is a good one. Like, I very much appreciate the uh, relationship that I had
0: with them. But I'm just kind of, I think my role in y'all's, y'all's siblings life right now is just to relax and wait for them to grow up. That's and I mean, I'm I don't at. want to be mean about it, but I also just like, I don't want to create problems that in 10 years from now, we're still going to be fighting about. Like, right. I'm just going to be like, Hey, look, obviously I'm a full time working mom. And if you want to be in my life, you're going to have to show up. Well, and we're in leaps and bounds <laughs> right now, like, you know, we're in Also, the... I just don't feel like you really like me. <sighs> eh, so I, mean? I just don't want I to I feel like you. they don't like me either. <laughs> I know. I think that's a BPD thing. Like, I feel like you're just pretending to like me. Like, no,
1: people actually like us. Yeah,
0: and people are actually assholes, and that's just the way it is. Like, people can like you and still be an <laughs> asshole to you, and like that's something that's hard for a black and white mind. Uh, yes, very much so. But uh, yeah, the, I want to get to the transcend transcendence.
1: Yeah. So I feel like I'm in esteem, need, and understanding esteem is like where i'm trying to tell the myself The bottom bottom again the bottom bottom yes physiological so okay, that's so like yeah. no, our we you and i know we're gonna take care of ourselves no matter what we ain't gonna die we ain't you know like we're yeah. gonna take care of our kids i mean
0: i've got a few lumps in my legs that are gonna get looked at but i'm not the greatest shape but right. i'm
1: trying um we know that we are safe right we, we've got job security stuff like that at the point to where like you know we're bending the rules a little bit right you don't bend the rules unless you feel safe uh belonging and love we have children that love us and that give us and fulfill the need that we needed when we were children I feel
0: like i'm still sort of working on the belonging oh yeah same same because with the bpd is like all of those relationships we had are just trash. And at this point, unless they're willing to make that extremely large jump into our new reality with us, um, you know, I don't like I was telling my mom, I do not hold my family accountable for making the decision to cut me out. Like, it's their decision. I'm hurt by it. Mm-hmm. That's only effect. Like, other than that, I don't care to talk about how wrong it was anymore because I already did that. Because well, you're not focused on the wrong, you're just focused that, yeah. on
1: yeah. making yourself feel better my because your process is
0: slowly, I think. Because when it comes to her kids, it's hard for her, harder for her to accept and move on. And I get that because if someone would do that, my kid, I, I, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and also accepting and moving on is a skill that is like skills are made through practice, right? And I
0: think it's just like yes, those skills are made through practice, absolutely. But then you make it your kid and it's just so much harder to practice those fucking skills. Yep. And I get it. I mean, you get it. And I love her. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: After belonging as esteem. this is like where we do like the um, like talking to our child self.
0: Oh, I where do you're that like all the time. Hey,
1: dude, it's OK. It's all right. Everyone fucks up. Everybody poops. You know, everyone takes a shit. You know, it's all right. <laughs> it happens, you know. And then after esteem is need and understanding, this is where we're trying to understand why am I here? Why am I why am I doing what I'm doing? What do I want to be doing? Uh why and then this is a big one. The need and understanding really is affected by esteem, belonging, safety, and physiological. Mm-hmm. Because these all are what you have to figure out. To go from your esteem to your aesthetic, yeah, you right. Can't. You have to figure yeah. out why the fuck you are the way you are, so that you can choose aesthetically what and then want. what you want to be. And aesthetically, like, yes, outside vanity wise, but also like, what kind of spiritual being do you want to be? Do you want right. to be a vengeful, strong? you know, I think I'm battling crazy, that, right? no. like, cause you can, that's totally valid. Right. You get to choose. You literally want to be, do you want to be like the smoldering, you know, like quiet, but stern, you, like what sort I of soul funny. do you want to be? Yeah. Do you want to <laughs> be the jokester, the the I crazy funny, little wackadoo that does whatever they want? I also I want to be
0: like not offensive funny. I want to be like on the ball funny. Yes. Yeah. Those are the funniest people. And like, Not just that, but, like, I also want to help people heal, and I want to be more genuine because I feel like I've been putting on masks for so long. Laughter is the best medicine. Yeah, and I just feel like comedy just, like, all falls in there, and uh, I've been, like, watching more stand-up, like I was talking about earlier, and it's just, dude, it's the best medicine. It really is. It really is, and, like, sometimes I get, like, conflicted feelings when, like, people make jokes about things that I feel like aren't the best subject matter mm-hmm. but like i also f- remind myself that like i don't get to choose mm-hmm. like the everybody gets to choose um and like i can either take that energy with me as a negative one or just like leave it there if i don't if i feel confused about it right. and like that's what i'm trying to do now is just like not absorb the energy so that i feel it in my chest yeah that's so fucking hard
1: that's the that's the The work that you're doing to climb through these. Um, Mm. After aesthetic is self-actualization. This is the like, I'm here to do this and that's why I'm doing it. Mm. That's the motivation. I know what I'm doing. I'm going down this path. I like, you're, you're smelling the roses. You're looking at the sunshine. You're enjoying the pebbles and beneath your feet. You're no longer like, you know, trying to just fucking make it through this goddamn path. Trying to survive. Trying to survive. (laughs) After that is transcendence. And that's when you're like showing people like, hey. Don't go that way. You might want to come this way. Or go that way if you want. It's kinda of hard. It's up to you. It's the I've let go. And you know what's funny is they make this into a pyramid, but what it really is, is it's a loop. Because yeah. after transcendence, you start to realize physiologically those needs that weren't still weren't met. met. there's there's so it's a lifelong thing.
0: Yeah, I think your physiological needs continually Change and need to be remet. Well, yeah, and understand they,
1: yeah, they change, but then also understanding like you will at transcendence, you are at such a space to where you're like, oh, and this is a problem.
0: You can, yeah, no, you when can you're transcending figuring out the
1: action, and then you go back. You I agree figure because out I feel what like I've you already reached then.
0: transcendence and then gone back.
1: That because it's a loop, yeah, and you will do it sense. for the rest of your life. It's it's the circle of life.
0: The circle right. of life is Maslow's hierarchy. Only Western. It's the Sitska,
1: It's the Cisco way of living.
0: Cisco way of living. Oh my God! I'm gonna have to send that to my mom. She's gonna fucking. Yep. She's gonna be like, huh? Wait, what? She's she's been tripping me out lately, dude. God, I can't get over it. We need I to, do a, out. We like, need to huh? do a. We need to do a
1: a day where we like go out. We talk. We take GoPros. We take little mics. Record. And just talk and just like have conversations and shit
0: with people with your mom. Oh, with my mom. Yeah, no, I know. I told her like after we do this reading, we're gonna have her on the podcast, and she agreed. And then we'll talk about it, and maybe hey, maybe Amber will come on, but I don't know. <laughs> I won't. I won't know for sure. Um, but like my mom was actually telling me that her, my mom and Ember's dad, who is also very clairvoyant. Mm -hmm. um and just like overall kind of a psychic as well as his daughter's psychic um he passed away when like fucking not that long like he passed away when the kids were still like young adults Mm. and um my mom was telling me the story about how they just like went out and drank ayahuasca (laughs) and fucking danced in a circle and fucking uh Uh, around the deer man and like oh gosh all this other thing and like you don't remember and she's like you don't remember when we went out that fucking morning after that and fucking I picked up a rock and I couldn't put it down (laughs) she couldn't put it down and I'm like no I actually fucking remember this and she's like screaming at my dad and she's like trying to put it down and she can't even move her hand off of it it was weird and yeah so like all this stuff I'm really interested in because I feel like it could be a really eye open. You know how, like, months ago, I was just like, I feel like there's something that's missing and it's not autism? Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably it. Yeah. Well, and,
1: like, here's the thing about spiritualism that's so amazing is that us being conscious creatures in itself is part of a spiritual world, right? Our consciousness is literally, like, electric... I'm not a scientist, people, but it's literally, like, electromagnetic impulses mm-hmm. that create these patterns in our brain that create language that tell us what we're doing and what we're not doing. Behavior, right? I think
0: that's why this is so hard to talk about. Yeah, it's really language. complex. Yeah. It's very complex. And I, like, I tried to talk about it for two seconds with Dylan, and he was like, shut the fuck up, you crazy-ass woman. And I'm like, yeah, I figured, no worries. Um, But... No, but when people know what you're talking about, you're
1: able... It's like when you have those experiences when you're using other substances that transcend you into those spiritual places where you're like, we don't even have to talk. We're just chilling together and we're having a whole trip. We're going down this rabbit hole together. And then you talk about it and and maybe you didn't see or have the same like trip, quote unquote, as each other. But the emotions and the process that you both feel
0: are the same. I'm going to start meditating with intention now yeah I haven't done that I've mostly done like like met like guided meditation and stuff like that but I think now I'm ready to just burn some sage put on some like calm music or whatever it is and uh and just, like, focus on what I fucking want and manifest that shit. Dude, I have
1: been manifesting getting to my appointments on time because I literally am like, um every time I have an issue with, like, because it's been raining and stuff and the buses suck and people don't want to do their job and whatever. But I've been having issues getting to uh, my appointments on time. And so every time I'm having an issue, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make it. And guess what? I always walk in the door literally at time to check in. Or, like, a minute after and they have, like, a 10-15 minute, like, late window, mm-hmm. right? Every time. When I'm like, oh, my God, oh I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. I don't make it.
0: You know what? I keep men- But when oh. I keep
1: telling myself, it's going to happen. It fucking happens. Because I draw in the energy that is able to... Per- perpetuate me to do what i need to to be able to clear-mindedly follow through
0: there instead of
1: like instead of holding myself back (laughs) by being yeah literally by being like
0: i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it i'm not gonna make it and you waste all that energy worrying and when you set towards
1: getting to where you need to go exactly oh my god and that's literally like i mean that physically like physically going where you need to go and then spiritually it is the same it's together because guess what because we're creatures of consciousness and that's where like spirituality and our reality that we all live in meet is consciousness that is that is the meeting point is consciousness and we all share it i don't feel like dylan's in a very conscious state <laughs> most people aren't annie think about this most people have seen him <laughs> most people aren't thinking most people are literally we talk, with him today we I'm talk like, about this who's all know. the time most people are just reacting to the stimulus out there they're literally just they're not thinking
0: yeah you want to know what i've been they're not doing the work it's really simple actually i mean it's kind of simple like yours is simple mine yes. is i get really fucking anxious when i'm at work because i typically just don't want to be there and if I don't want to be there a lot it's or a little my brain makes it into I don't want to be there a lot Mountains out of hills. and like the motivation for be at work is just not as big as it used to be mm-hmm. and so I've been working on just like staying I just don't want to get in an anxious fret today yeah. it's okay if I get a little anxious and I can coach myself out of it but like all I care about and I remember there was one time when I got all these damn rocks and I fucking smudged them all and I got them all clean. Nice. And I was like, I'm going to meditate with uh, an intention. And the intention was like, I just want to have one fucking good day at work where I don't feel like I'm going crazy. And that day at work, I had a great day. And then the next the next thing I know, someone comes up to me and they're like, it's a good ass day today, isn't it? And I was like, fuck, yeah. There you go. <laughs> and I was just tripping out because I was like. That's literally my intention. Just to have a good day. So, crazy one.
1: String theory. The idea of, like, very tiny, tiny particles interacting with each other that basically build up our world, right? Small and atoms, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It has a theory that energetically, like, energy is the currency of the universe, right? And energetically, we share the same energy that is on the literal edge of the universe, the ever-expanding expand, ever edge of the universe that we have within ourself and that our own energy, our voice, our thoughts, our feelings, our actions affect the ever-expanding, never-ending edge of the universe.
0: Hmm.
1: We literally are what make the stars. We are literally what makes the nothingness
0: of space. Because this, see, like, this is what I've been saying ever since I was like, okay, I don't believe in Jesus. Um, I'm like aliens. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm still not completely ruling that out because I feel like it's, it's actually a possibility. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people in the metaphysical world talk about, um, abduction of the mind. Mm. And I feel like BPD is kind of like that. Like it's, it's an abduction of your mind in some form because it completely reforms your entire – and I might get a lot of hate for this – but it reforms your entire pathway of thinking.
1: Well, yeah. And it's against your will.
0: And it's against your will. Yeah. So, I mean, it's trauma abduction, but like is it?
1: I mean, I would say that's a that's a way to, to put it. I think that's a way to explain the experience of it. Now, what it is, I don't know. I think, yeah. you know, language, <laughs> I weird. we feel like as what human we beings,
0: it? we always want to know more, like naturally.
1: That's the need and understanding part of yeah. the hierarchy. <laughs> so that we can then understand who we want to be, what we want to look like, what our spiritual self wants to look like. And then so we can start to be that person and put the motivation into it. And then we can show others how to do that as well it's the hierarchy
0: do you need a book i've got lots of books this one's for tristan this one's for him to read it's to protect himself against your borderline bullshit
1: okay i'll give it to him i was gonna say my
0: therapist
1: um told me about this book and i'm gonna look for it it's my grandmother's hand
0: oh and it is about
1: generational trauma
0: oh that's this one too. <laughs> Ooh, yes.
1: Actually, I've seen that one a lot. I've this also seen one was that traumatized really good. One. You yes. want to read
0: this one? I read it like three times. Okay, yes, I'll read it's, that one. This is the one that led me to my BPD diagnosis. <laughs> I, I like the like, personality work. It though. was like literally outlining the difference between complex post-traumatic stress disorder, and it was like this is complex stress, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, but if you have these symptoms, you might want to look into BPD. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> That book right there, man. Heck yeah, good shit. Um, walking on eggshells was super helpful, even for me to read because it taught me how I can view his efforts to mm-hmm. to acknowledge them. Because yeah. like I think BPD is always just oh. trying to find. Oh yeah.
1: No, it's blood. A, people with BPD <laughs> are constantly like, "I think I'm gonna leave my partner. I think I'm gonna leave my partner. I think I should leave my partner. You guys think I should leave my partner? I think I should leave my partner.
0: And then when really also it's being like totally in love with them.
1: Yeah, and then <laughs> they're like, "Oh my god, they're so amazing. Do you think I should leave them? yeah
0: they treat me so great they but sometimes so i want to
1: die they treat me so good until one time i'm not cool to them and then they act out because i'm not cool to them which is literally just like a consequence and i'm not okay with that because my BPD is an ego little monster
0: dude we this sweet yeah you're yeah. tired you need to make tiktoks <laughs> <laughs> oh so master. good it's so true though and like
1: no i'm happy for these because me and tristan were literally saying that we need to start reading and i was like we should do book club babe it can be like our little date night where we don't have to put any money into it we can just
0: read our books and then tell each other about our books yeah that's so cute right i'm like that's a great idea traumatized was really helpful for me um i read it one and a half times and Mm -hmm. uh It really, honestly, I think working on the trauma was the first thing I needed to do to get me to understand that I had BPD. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That book, man. That book fucking, that was the first book I are bought and read when i started my healing journey heck yeah it's got good vibes it's got good energy <laughs> it's got it might, energy. might have it might have notes in it it might have like scribbles and shit that's fine um i love annotations uh yeah i do i do like to be expressive in my books because <laughs> nice. they're really boring if i don't uh <laughs> and i won't really like pay attention to what i'm reading because
1: you're I, supposed to annotate when you read it's part of interacting with the material.
0: i gotta like really interact because yeah. i i just I get so fucking bored when I read that I'm, like, reading, but I'm not actually reading it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, going through emotions. So. Yeah, you're like,
1: I read the words, but I don't know what words I read.
0: I started doing that with fucking audiobooks, and I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, I think it's the narrators. It could like, be. If know. the voice
1: isn't, like, what you want.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, any uh any good mantras to give to people? I don't know if I really have one, but I might. Mantras to ma- manifest to Ah, uh, I wanna do sure. one card draw on this show. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. We'll do that. Uh we'll start that probably maybe next episode. Okay. I gotta get some tarot cards or maybe I'll just get an app. So the app will have ones, but I don't know. I kinda my mom's like, the only way to get a tarot card deck is this to have one gifted to yeah. you. And I was like, Okay, well then let's buy each other one, bitch. Here we go. and she's like but you gotta buy the one i want i was like that's not how this works (laughs) And she's like "Mm." i was like do you want it to be cursed i don't know i've given
1: so many like i've i've come i've gotten many and given many away i would love to receive one um duly noted i don't have any mantras to manifest to i guess
0: um I've got one. Okay. We cannot shame ourselves into change. We can only love ourselves into evolution. There you go. Um, And that's something big. Like, I think that's, that's more for people who haven't really started healing that need to hear that. Like we can't, like you guys want us to feel bad about being fat, but as soon as we fucking start exercising, you're making us, you're telling us we'll never succeed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like shit like that. And it's just so counterintuitive Mm -hmm. and hurtful. Like, my biggest thing was, like, the Kanye shit. My coworkers were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, fuck Kanye. He shouldn't fucking fuck that. That guy deserves every piece of shit that comes his way, baby. He has been nothing but hurtful and hateful towards people ever since he got the limelight. And it's sad because he's a fucking brilliant man. Brilliant and talented and... I fucking think he's amazingly smart, but he is horribly, horribly mentally ill, and unfortunately, fucking said a bunch of stupid ass shit, and he has a bunch of consequences for that. My coworkers don't think that's fair. Oh, it's just words that he said. I'm like, words hurt people. Why don't you understand this at this point? It was Hitler's. You can't tell it me it was.
1: It was Hitler's words that moved man, woman, and nation. Don't get me started. Okay.
0: I was like. I don't let you call me bitch. I don't let you call me Annie girl because you know why? Words matter. Yeah. And I don't fucking like that. And when somebody says they don't fucking like when people hate on Jews or whoever, it's for a reason. You should listen and stop fucking taking that away from people because that's the whole problem in the first fucking place. Someone's fucking feelings were hurt and it needs to be fucking validated boo-hoo we're all worried about it not being fair for a billion dollar fucking rapper whose fucking life has been made for him and his fucking kids tenfold because they're kardashian kids right um like i don't care personally i don't care um that's my right second like can we not normalize saying mean shit like like i was telling this dude like I was really hurt by a coworker and what he said. I don't even fucking speak to him anymore. That's his consequence. Do you think that's not fair? And he's like, no, that's your right. And I was like, it's Adidas' right. Yep. See what I mean? There's enough people at Adidas that feel like they want to protect the people that he was slaying. Yeah. And you don't want to protect them? Fine, you don't have to. But Adidas did. So why? Why, why you are care? you? Why yeah. do you care? Do you hate? Do you hate Jews?
1: <laughs> and then like, that's where it comes in it's like well like, if you really care then this is about something more or less within you rather than actually out here
0: right and I'm just kind of like I don't know I kind of gave them food for thought and like I, I kind of have those things like I can't see bl- black and white anymore like I can't think this person's a bad person because they think that way I can only sprinkle my seasoning on just mm-hmm. shit mm-hmm. and hope they taste it And and sometimes that <laughs> individual that did say that was like you know what Annie, yeah. but like I can't be like a lunatic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the BBD wants me to be. I'm like the best all over the place. way
1: to support yourself and the best way to support others is to support yourself and yeah. support others. If you really want to see a change, you support people. That's how I knew. Hold on, kind of. Let's pause. If you want to see yeah. a change, you support people.
0: Yeah, and it, it and it doesn't come in the form of directing people exactly like people get confused with supporting being we need like, to make
1: sure they do this and it's like we
0: need to push them in that direction because that's what support no like, support means just exist yeah literally just exist well and also like
1: sprinkle your you know season it with salt as uh the christians like to you say you know
0: if you want to help you can say things to reassure us right that's support and trust that the person you love is
1: going to come to a good conclusion on their own and if they don't that's not that's not your journey that's theirs
0: i just get really annoyed because it's just like the boomer inside my mom which she's not a boomer she's gen x but you get the picture she was raised by boomers right so the her mom inside her is like i need to help her with telling her what to do and same thing with my dad because his parents are the same i have to tell him because i'll never know what to do and it's just like no i am oh my god isn't it crazy how much smarter than you are (laughs) how much more smart you are than your own parent and you had no idea that was possible when you were a kid
1: No, I was told the exact opposite. But then, like, looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, my parents... I don't know if my parents did that on purpose or if they were just terrified because they knew at some point we would be smarter than them.
0: I think a lot of the... the I think a lot of the world was revolving around fear um, and up until, like, mm, I don't know. I think maybe Gen X started to flip the switch and counterculture shit Mm -hmm. and that might have lit the sparks that Mm -hmm. have started um because i i haven't seen as much movement as i have from millennials than uh gen z man mother fucking gen z kids are like ain't taking this shit
1: guys i think gen x might have been the big split though because you have you have two different kinds of gen xers you have or yeah there's the gen xers who like did a bunch of drugs and were like i'm gonna run away from all my problems and i'm just gonna like try and figure out how to live and like and then there's Gen Xers who was like, this is the problem. This is why I do drugs. This is the issue. You know, they were like, I'm facing it with my, with my Either drugs. my way you right? cut
0: it, all Gen Xers did a bunch of drugs. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're known for. And um, it's cool. It's fine. Because you know what? My dad fell on the other side of that equation where he was like, okay, I saw what drugs are bad can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is weird. You know what? I really think the reason why my dad changed his views on life was because my mom was a hippie mm-hmm. down to the core. And when he he got rejected from her over and over again and he found this new person that was completely opposite, he, he just adopted her fucking personality and put it into to his own. To feel
1: like he's loved by someone that he wants.
0: Yeah. Yes. So to feel... The thing that he thought he needed. Yep. And I just think about it and I'm just like, but that's also exactly how your parents are. So it was easier for you to go with that and go against what... My... It was easy to villainize my mother and turn her into a fucking monster mm-hmm. than to change your path yep. that you were on. You had to uproot every fucking one else in your family and ruin their lives so that you felt like you were a secure person.
1: You know what's but interesting you. is we are talking about this in therapy and what Sorry, I I have a man. I have a theory that there ev- uh, every generation comes to actualization and realization and they know when they could they could change or they mm-hmm. can keep going. And I think for the past gener- past uh, uh generations it has been easier to heal their wounds than to care about the upcoming destruction of their children's wounds you know what i mean Uh, or the the upcoming infliction of their children's wounds
0: it was all fucking make-believe to them they thought oh the the plant's not really dying they just want to do that i don't even i don't
1: even think they were thinking about that i think they were thinking about them and they were healing their wounds that's all they could do that's true
0: it's just hard for me. But in something. turn,
1: when, while they're healing their wounds, they were taking, you know, the knife and putting a wound in us.
0: Meanwhile, millennials wake up to the planet being on fucking fire, our feelings being told that they don't fucking matter, and, well, shit for breakfast. And I'm just like...
1: Millennials were born with the knife in them, and they're wait, like,
0: what the fuck? I woke up, and I'm like, wait, it's true. The planet really is dying. Oh, Ugh. fuck. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? And, like, that's kind of like how, like, my epiphany of, like, all of the world around me when I woke up, like, and I speak about waking up, like, just like spiritually, like I woke up.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying is some people don't wake no up. They are just, they
0: are literally just taking the stimuli. I was in a stimuli, lot of pain though. And then being asleep. Like, that's the because thing. Because all
1: your body never gets to rest. You're literally just reacting to stimulus. You never, ever, ever get to, like, tell your body asleep, to chill. It's though.
0: It's autopilot. So, yeah. like, these different conscious levels yes. that we can all access. Yes. Um, This higher mindfulness level that we're on, like, where we can kind of.
1: And again, remember, it's, a, it's a loop. So, it's not like we're trying to get to right, one destination State. Right. We'll, stay I'll there. I'll be
0: back down there at the bottom pretty soon. Yeah. Um,
1: but then we'll climb our way to the top. Yeah. And then we'll slide back down. Like the ducks on the internet. I don't so know. Cute. I just get
0: so, so fucking annoyed sometimes when I get in my head about, it's not just about what you did to me, dad. <laughs> it's also about what you fucking taught me and what I didn't fucking prepare for in the whole entire life that I have to fucking redesign and reimagine for myself. And then, oh, also just like the people in this world that are like you make me mad and trigger me to think about him. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, I fucking hate you more because now abortion has banned you dumb motherfucks! You fucking idiot.
1: And that's why I literally have to stay off the internet sometimes yeah. cuz I like know. I can't. I, it will literally trigger me to a point where I'm like I will I, I, know. I don't want to slide that's that usually far away. when back I into, know that like I need aggression. to take a
0: break. But there was a huge yes. a huge amount of stuff that has happened. Um Nancy Pelosi's house was broken into, her husband was held hostage. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I'm just like, when is it gonna end? When is the terrorism inside our country gonna end? Where we can't have fucking diplomats not be murdered? You know where she, the guy who fucking hogtied his her or was gonna hogtie her? He tells the police what he was gonna do. He was there for her. and he says, I was gonna hogtie her, and then I was gonna tell her, and I was gonna beat her up real bad. But then I was gonna send her back to to the capital to, with a message. Stop lying okay so that's where we're at you should see a picture of this man
1: <laughs> oh my god that's you, the most i think generalized, you can <laughs> that's the most gen i'm sorry someone told you santa wasn't real too like, soon
0: literally and then like you're gonna literally literally he fucking uh poor poor fucking nancy pelosi's husband um got hit in the head with a hammer As soon as the cops arrived, that guy decides to swing a hammer and hit him on the head. So is he dead? No. He just got out of the hospital. He had a really bad concussion fraction, skull. Actually had a lot of, he had to have surgery because he had a lot of wounds on his arms and his legs from fighting him. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. And now we have a traumatized diplomat in office, which is not necessarily healthy, you guys. And so what was the point of that? She's been villainized and demonized for literally fucking nothing all the fucking time. I don't even care if she is a villain who the fuck are you to be one
1: well if we're all going through our villain era we should all be able to empathize with you know how we get change. there and what like yeah.
0: that's the one thing i like i really that's gets our greatest power is people it's like especially change. about how you those hierarchy is like people don't understand that you just don't say the same broken person forever no. and like my grandparents for example my grandparents think my mom is just the same piece of shit that she was when my dad divorced our her. our parents
1: think we're just the same child that they continue to try to, con- exactly. to control
0: that is the red flag you look for See, In people I, I if they this. don't think you're past what your your last point of growth was you need to get away from it. I knew this shit back when I
1: was like eight years old and I would tell people I'm like our parents are never gonna think of us as people and they were like, yeah they do they love us and I was like, no, but they don't think of us as like them they think of us as the kids as us. And, like, I remember that being a huge, like, no one could understand what I was saying. And I was like, how do you not understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, they don't see us as them. They never will. So why are we trying to appease them so that they treat us like them? And also, I don't want to be treated like them. They treat each other horribly. (laughs) Like,
0: literally. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think one of the things that I I keep coming across on TikTok that I kind of want to reiterate is... um. And I've been talking to my mom about this a lot because, like, I'm just really upset about the shit with my sister and the things that my sister are telling my mom. And I'm just, like, just ignore it. Just smile and nod. Don't interact with her. Don't get upset about it. Um, if you do Don't get upset, just babies. tell her to stop. Ask her to stop. Yep. Put up walls, you yep. know. Um, protect yourself, mom, because, you know, like, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm not going to react that way. I'm not going to, tr- you know, mm-hmm. I'm listening to your needs there.
1: Right.
0: But, like, fucking, I forgot what I was saying. Fucking... about
1: okay let's listen back
0: all right now i remember (laughs) so the thing that i was gonna say is that if you don't if you don't heal your trauma before you have your kid Mm -hmm. or you know while you have your kid if you don't heal your trauma you're just gonna heal you're gonna be trying to heal yourself through your kid yep the whole time and it's so clear to me that like for example, that's what's happening in my sister's life. Like, I mean, I love, I love her. And there's this song called Bad For Me. It's just a stupid poppy song by Megan Trainer. And I, I kind of like it because it's just like, you know, no matter what, I love you endlessly. But no. Yeah. And I don't miss my relationship with her. I don't. I, I mourned that a long fucking time ago. I really did. Because she's fucking crazy. Um, she's just so unreliable on an emotional level. And then she tries to turn it on me and make me feel like I'm the fucking villain here because I'm reacting to how you're behaving. Yeah. Um, and that's just not fair. Like she gets a pass, but I don't get a pass for shitty, you know, anyway, but, uh, but that's such an important thing to, to note. Um, and if you're a parent listening to that, like, yeah, you got to heal your trauma Otherwise, you're just trying to heal yourself through your kid, and that's never going to work. That's only going to make them traumatized, and then they're going to have to do the work. Not if, to say that, can. you know, as people
1: who haven't started healing their trauma until they had children, right, like, when you get to that point, all you can really do mm. is be gentle with yourself and tell yourself, well, at least I am trying to heal before it gets to them and understand yeah. that like something i've been talking about with my therapist like the kid's gonna be traumatized no matter what
0: yes reduced harm reduce, reduce uh, harm. I, my wording is really bad on that but like that's basically what i meant to say it's just like you gotta try you gotta really fucking you gotta try. wake up um you gotta wake up and a lot of people actually just don't even wake up until they have that kid to be the catalyst out of that. that Hello. Hey. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have this level of consciousness, consciousness before my son was born. I didn't have
1: this level of motivation to want to be better until my child was born or to figure out who the fuck I am. Because that was the big push was like, well, oh when you felt
0: that love you that you've never felt in your life. Um, and then I'm sure you missed a it lot was of super traumatizing to yeah. have that
1: love. And I, cause you didn't up know what a... to do with it. I fucked up a lot of the first oh. parts of like mine and Sylvie's relationship when she was a baby and like, she has some behavioral issues because of it now, but I also understand why she has those behavioral issues and I don't get as upset as I probably would have if I didn't understand. Right.
0: Like, and parents... you still have like the rest of her childhood. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm yeah. fucking trying. Like, like, that's, that's the thing is like you gotta fucking try and you're not trying for you that's the the one thing the biggest part is you have to have to have to understand that you are capable of harm that you've created harm and then you're gonna have to fucking forgive yourself yep that's the and you're gonna have to love yourself yeah that's the hardest part it's not trying
1: to be someone you can love it's loving yourself where you're at and yeah, then you hard. can start climbing that ladder. It's really
0: hard because, like, I mean, I have I have the same problems with Shepard, too. Is like, I mean, he's only one and a half. But, boy, like, for nine months, I was raging fucking lunatic, screaming and crying the whole time. Definitely didn't did not not have an effect. Um, Dude, it, I think about it as, like, freehand rock climbing. It sounds so
1: simple, right? Just climb. Just climb. But when you're I, an actual freehand rock climber and you know the intricacies of, like, I can't move until I know that I'm going to be secure... And then when you get to a plateau and you rest and you stop, like, to me, that's like the perfect analogy of like waking up and doing the work. Yeah. You can't just like climb and fall down and climb. I mean, you can, but you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to keep climbing and falling down because you're not waking up and thinking, where am I putting my fingers? Where am I putting my toes? Where am I? What? Where am I redistributing my body? What am I going to do after I get to that point? You have to wake up. And you got to climb the wall like a real freehand rock climber.
0: It's just so it's crazy. way
1: more intricate than you think. It's not just climbing a fucking wall. When
0: did when did you feel like you woke up?
1: Having Sophie Just like that? Literally, it was like.
0: Like, was it yeah. before you shaved your head?
1: No, no. It, like the head shaving was like during the like uh. realization. Like I was living in a home with someone who had sexually assaulted me. Yeah. Literally weeks before. I had Sylvie who loved me endlessly and wanted my attention and affection. And I had never had that. And that triggered the fuck out of me. And then I had Tristan who like, I was neglecting because I was trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with me and how to be a good parent. And then also I was resenting because he wasn't there for like a good part of when Sylvie was a baby and trying to figure out how to like, just heal all of that all at the same time. And I was like, uh, I just had to, I had to make a choice and I made the choice for like, I'm going to have to focus on me and this is going to fuck up my kid. And my kid's a little fucked up now. Like they have, she's got issues. Far
0: less, far less, far less than what
1: I, you know, what any of my siblings (laughs) had to deal with, but reduced harm. Yeah. It's reduced harm. But I do take the accountability that like, I did not, create the bond i should have when we like i screamed the fuck oh, at her when, when she was a baby you know like i i, I did t- some things i'm not super proud of and I, I think it's very important to say that here and for you listeners to hear that because i think it's so it's, not
0: talked yeah. about yeah postpartum is so they want to act people want to act like they talk about it but li- no it is screaming at your fucking it's literally your baby. holding your baby and wanting to shake them yeah yeah and yeah. some people do I didn't shake him. No, but I
1: didn't shake my kid either. I did. I, there was put a couple times where I was like, kind Annie, of hard. But Annie, she was fine.
0: You're holding him too tight. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I'm like, oh. And it's not like, oh, I'm holding my baby too tight because I love them. It's, I'm holding this child too tight because I want them to stop.
0: Yes. Yeah. It's not that I don't want them to die. I want them to they stop. You just want them to stop. You're just yeah. like, you're just so sleep deprived <laughs> and,
1: and your body has so many hormones raging oh inside of you
0: i never ever 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 want to experience that again because like um had i really had a uh, like a tenth of what i know now <laughs> i would have fucking not done that You'd It would have been like no 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 let's just get a dog let's get a cat we would have done something else let's get a duck i think i still would want to be a mom because, oh, yeah. but that's why you have a fur baby or something that's not a no. human. I think, I think, I, I think for me, because of my trauma, um, it is the best way for me to heal because I get to redo it yeah. and I get to do it healthily, yeah, and I get to do it while I'm happy, yeah. not while I'm getting backhanded, <laughs> you know, um.
1: It's all a balancing act. It's like your kid can be the reason why you heal. You just don't want them to grow up having that as their identity.
0: Oh, fuck no. I, I That's the best part is that like now that I have this clear mind, I'm like, oh, cool. Who are you going to be? What are you going to do? What do you want? What are you interested in? He's so interested in wheels. He likes big tires. That's so cute. Literally every time we went to the punk, we went to the punk patch like three times, <laughs> but um Every time we went, he would run towards the tractors because they have big ass tires wheels. and he likes to, to, to play with the steering wheel. Oh. It's just all race car driver. He, he little loves it. Tractor that pushing, shit. little, oh, love it. Love oh, that. Oh, gosh. Did you see the picture little of him monkey. sitting in the wheel well? Yes. Oh, that my was God. So cute. He's just like, I love it. <laughs> He's
1: just like his dad.
0: And that's so great, too, because, like, big machines. That was 1000% naturally his thing i didn't push him that way i gave him like 500 things to play with and he chose that
1: i'm so. thinking about signing <laughs>
0: Sylvia up for um it's cool to watch that you know what i mean like Sylvia own... is so into dressing up she loves dress up oh oh, she i love i love that, that she up. loves dress up it's so
1: fun it is so stereotypically like you know westernized female but like it is so cute and it's so her and her attitude is like Oh, it is so funny. She was like really tired, but she had an ear infection and we were like, dude, like you, like she went into a, she wasn't communicating. She was just screaming. Um, which is why I think my child might be autistic. Cause her dad and her uncle are also autistic. Um, and she does a lot of the autistic things. Uh, you know, you know, we don't know. But um, she went nonverbal and was just screaming. And I was like, bro, you need to take this medicine. And then she just gave me this, like, this look was so full of attitude. I had to, like, not laugh. She just. I want. And then she go, And then she, she only says this. I want sleep. <laughs> just. I Aww. want, sleep. and I was like, "Oh my God!" Gosh, okay. When you
0: don't feel good and you're a kid, it's so hard because you are literally feeling what like adults feel, but like also you and don't know teeny, how to communicate body. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I was like, "Where's it hurt?" And just ah, <laughs> and you're like, "Okay, please stop." My screaming. communication skills aren't here yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man! I can't wait. No, I've had a few <sighs> times with Shepherd lately that he's just been like um wakes up he takes like a when he takes later naps he wakes up so fucking so fucking mad and like why'd you wake me up well for dinner that oh, i know I you know. want um but like,
1: i could have happily <sighs> just slept 14 hours thank you very much
0: we have to be careful when we tell him no and we set him down we have to be careful when we set him off because he will just literally run across the room into the wall yeah. throw himself into yep. the wall and i'm like and now you to run around that also he will tip over furniture he will pull around furniture he will knock over furniture he will <laughs> knock you over <laughs> i don't know and he's not even too he and if you see the guy yep have you seen him he looks like a fucking teddy bear he looks so cute and adorable and harmless I think he bullshit looks like little,
1: he looks like a little monkey yeah he literally looks like a little monkey with his ears (laughs) and his big old hand
0: (laughs) yeah cute monkey anyway um anyways i don't really have anything more to add other than i feel like we could talk forever
1: we could talk about our kids for fucking ever oh
0: my god don't (laughs) i'm very glad that i missed all that work because you know what like i just felt like my my me I needed this time Mm -hmm. with him and I think he needed it with me and like
1: me and Tristan are at that phase where I'm like dude you need to go back to work so I can stay home I need to be with my kid because he's been with Sylvie for almost two years now
0: I get mad at Dylan because sometimes I'm just like, you don't even appreciate being with him as much as I would. And not that you have to because you're you and you you get your own you get your own. You get to appreciate
1: as much as you appreciate. But I'm
0: pissed because I'm just like, but I would fucking love that and I hate doing this. And I'm like, but I created this this way. So also try try before you buy. I did You've, in like two thousand eight.
1: Well, you're the stay at home parent for a while with Shepard. Oh no, that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm was, saying. Is and three, three and by. a half,
0: three and a half half months. I didn't work. Oh
1: yeah, I did two years, and then I went back to work. <laughs> I would,
0: yeah, I would have done. Oh no, I did longer. a, I did a year
1: and a half. Tristan's done two years.
0: I would go back in a second, maybe not the newborn phase, but this age, hell yeah not the newborn phase like i would no, totally veto fucking that awful.
1: fucking stage the best part about the newborn phase is when everyone comes to visit you right and you're like here <laughs>
0: oh look help and then they don't help you you <laughs> are like that was me what the fuck yeah. like your mom just wanted to feed him and make a mess and then hand him back for a while and i was like if you're gonna do all of that please you just keep remember. him like yeah, yeah. Anyways. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I know we talked a long time, but, you know, that's what we do. Yeah. Um, Got a lot to say. I know. I feel like we should just, like, stop and then record a new episode because we got so much to say. But All right. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Yeah. Bye.